Here we begin another week in our daily Bible readings as on this Monday uh, we go to the second and the last book of the Bible in the book of Jude. Um, and uh, we've been in the shorter lessons, the shorter little epistles. We see the heart and the love of these pastors writing to their churches. Jude, not necessarily a pastor, but but uh, someone who's kind of a spiritual leader for uh, this group that he's writing to. We notice a common theme in there. They realize these are the last days. And again, last days, Jesus said we're in the last days. So we've been in those last days for over 2,000 years. But what they mean is that we, we know that there's going to be an end to that. And so the time is short. But we also know that each day is a gift from God. And, and we also know that this is not a permanent place for us, but we do have a permanent place in heaven. So that's in, in that same kind of hope. So here, Jude, Jude says he's a servant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James. We've always held that Jude is one of the brothers, half-brothers of Jesus. If you look in, in Matthew chapter 13, you remember when Jesus' mother and his brothers and his sisters come to visit Jesus, Jude and James are both mentioned there. Now you might look there and you'll see it says Judas, but Judas is another form of Jude, or Jude another form of Judas. And so well, we do believe this to be one of the, the half-brothers uh, of Jesus. He also calls himself a servant, literally a slave of Jesus Christ. And I was reading something interesting in the commentary. A slave in that time was someone who was a slave because another country had conquered you, and now you became their slave. And while that was kind of a, a like a POW uh, in their time, you and I have been conquered by Jesus Christ. We've been convicted of our sin. Uh, we really that uh, because of that the punishment is going to be hell but Jesus Christ has become a servant for us and so he's our Lord and he became a servant and gave his life for us so to be a slave of Jesus Christ is a great thing because it means we're a part of his kingdom and he's the one who's going to care for us and watch over us and and we know what he's done for us so that term servant or slave is not a derogatory one. It's one where we much or we're, we're willing to admit, as Jesus said, you're going to serve someone in this life. Who better to serve than the Lord Jesus Christ and receive from him the benefits that he won for us? Notice the words that Jude starts out with. Is he's going to warn them in this letter, as Peter did in First and Second Peter, that there are going to be those that are coming in and bring false teachings or try to bring in a new teaching or a different way, deny the faith that you and I have held and that brothers and sisters in Christ have held for generations, a faith that goes all the way back to the beginning of the world when God established the world. Um, and But he reminds us of who we are. Uh, the second part of verse 1 says, we are called. In other words, God came after us. He came to us. We are beloved. We're loved by God. Um, we are kept for Jesus Christ. In other words, um, we have the Holy Spirit who keeps us strong in that faith. And then he uses these wonderful words of mercy, peace, and love to describe what is ours. Mercy, that we don't get what we do deserve. Peace, that we have peace with God. We're at peace with God for eternity. And of course, love. We've been loved by God, and because of that, we love others. Um, because we love him because he first loved us. Then he starts out in verse 3, and from there through, uh, really through verse 16, is this warning to us. He says to us in verse 3, he appeals to us to contend for the faith. In other words, we, this faith that we have is not something that we should allow someone else to take away from us, or we're going to have to contend for it. People are going to say, hey, why do you believe what you believe? Why do you hold to what the Bible teaches? That's an old book. Here's a new teaching, and those new teachings as you read through it always involve denying the the um 
the way of life that God has set before us in the Ten Commandments and denying who Jesus Christ is, denying that he is truly the Son of God, that he really did die on the cross, that he really won salvation for us, that he really did rise from the dead. And that continues to happen today. Um, it teachings today uh, want to bring Jesus Christ down to the level of, of any good other teacher that had been on the face of this earth. Um, and and. Peter or Jude warns him of this and says this has been happening um, since the beginning of time. He brings up the example of the children of Israel who came out of Egypt, whom God brought out of Egypt, and then some of them fell away. He brings the example of Sodom and Gomorrah, another example of that too. Um, and, and he tells us this has been happening, so you need to be warned by that and rely upon the truth uh, of God. But he also brings in something else too about Michael about Balaam, about Cain too, and, and especially this one about Michael, you may be thinking, well, where in scripture does it say that Michael contended for the body of Moses? And what he's referring to here is some extra biblical, some stories outside of the Bible um, that tell of this. Now, um, uh, that's that makes sense because I use modern day examples today to say, here's an example of what the Bible is teaching about, of people who've fallen away from the faith or false teachings that are there today. It may come from the newspaper, it may come from an article in a magazine, or just from the news. So that's not uncommon. Uh, Jude is using this again to warn people and say, look, it's going on. You need to make sure that you contend for the, uh, for the faith. Um, and then there's other examples he uses there too. But it comes down to then in verse 17, he says, you've been told that this is going to happen. Scoffers are going to come. But verse 20, here's the heart of it. Build yourselves up in the most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ. And notice the Trinity right there. There's the teaching of the Trinity. Um, and he says, you know, we're waiting for, we know there's going to be an end to this. Either we die or Christ comes back again. So we know that there's this light uh, that we hang on to. And even for those who have their doubts, verse 22, we ought to be praying for them. We need to be contending for the faith for one another, praying for those that fall away from the faith that they might be brought back in. And then verse 24 and 25, he brings about the solid foundation, the core of our faith, and that, that God is going to keep us from stumbling. He's going to be there to help us. We're not going to be able to do that by ourselves. It's not by our great faith, um, by our deeds, but yet by the work of, of God. And he's promised that he'll be faithful in that. And his is the dominion, the majesty, and the authority. Um, there's nothing new uh, that uh, that is greater than that. Here's our here's our foundation to so hold to that. So God bless you. you. Got through another book of the Bible. Here's just one chapter right there. We're going to start tomorrow in the Gospel of Mark as we work our way then through through the life of Jesus Christ as we're coming uh, you know to the middle and latter part of the season of Lent. We're going to get a chance to be in that word about who Jesus Christ is. So God bless you as you continue to read.